This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Stuart Finlay, welcome to the Life Study Program on Free FM 89.0. Life Study of the Bible is produced by Living Stream Ministry, Anaheim, California, and brought to you by the Church in Hamilton. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21 year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Scriptures. It's Chris Wilde and Bob Danker who join Witness Lead this week for our final program in the life study of 2 Samuel. The title is The Unique Work of the Process Triune God, Building Himself into Our Being. The verses are varied. If you'd like to contact us, our email is lifestudyprogram at gmail.com and we'll repeat this again later. Next week we will start the life study of James, Also a quick reminder, we'll be at field days between November 30th and December 3rd at Site 162 in the Rural Living Marquee. Now here's Chris, Bob and Witness Lee. In 2 Samuel, the Lord, through the prophet Nathan, prophesied to David the king, Moreover, Jehovah declares to you that Jehovah will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you sleep with your fathers, I will raise up your seed after you, which will come forth from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. It is he who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Properly understood, this passage constitutes one of the greatest prophecies in the entire Old Testament. In Matthew, in the New Testament, chapter 16, the Lord Jesus makes a similar prophecy to his disciples. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. This passage equally constitutes one of the greatest prophecies in the New Testament as well. God's desire to build a dwelling for himself and for us from the beginning of the Bible through to the very end. Bob Danker has joined us for our fellowship in this final Life Study program from the books of Samuel. Very happy you could join us, Bob. Well, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Chris. This matter of God's building is perhaps the greatest matter in the entire Bible. Besides God himself, nothing is greater than God's building. And this matter of building, the Bible in the very beginning speaks of building because in Genesis 2 it says that God took the rib from Adam and he built the woman. Wow. This is the very first mentioning of the matter of building. And then we have this matter, of course, throughout the Scriptures. You read the verses in Second Samuel, and then in Matthew in the New Testament. The right. Lord opens up the New Testament with the matter of building. And building from Genesis to Revelation, this line of building, which, of course, consummates with the New Jerusalem. 
This has very much been the dominant thought of the last portion, at least, of the life study of Samuel, particularly in Second Samuel. When Witness Lee hit this particular passage that I read again today, we've read it now many times in the previous several programs, from chapter 7 of Second Samuel, verses 11 uh, through 13 or 14. When he came to this portion, it's like his spirit just landed here, and uh, he didn't stray too far uh, for the rest of the life study, because the revelation here is tremendous. David, of course, was expressing his desire to build something for God because he was so full of praise and thanksgiving for all that Jehovah had accomplished for him. He felt he owed something back to the Lord, which is an admirable heart to have. But as we've talked about before, Bob, he had nothing really with which to build God a house, uh, as we see. And that's really what the Lord is telling him here. And now at the very opening of the New Testament, as you said, Matthew chapter 16, the Lord makes this tremendous word that has been so overlooked uh, by our brothers and sisters for through the ages, and I will build my church. He's not talking about bricks and mortar there, is he? He's certainly not. And I would say this is the actual fulfillment of this prophecy in Second Samuel 7. The Lord Jesus is the seed yeah. that was prophesied, and in Matthew he comes forth to do the actual building work. We see the matter of the building alluded to, maybe not as directly in many places in the New Testament beyond Matthew uh, 16. Of course, in 1 Corinthians 3, Paul uses the term build again directly, where he talks about the materials, the gold, silver, precious stone. But Ephesians 3, it's a new way of seeing this passage in chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, that are fairly familiar passages. But to understand it now in this light, this light that God desires to build himself into us for his dwelling place, 3.16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit into the inner man, and then 17, that Christ may make his home in your hearts through faith. The making home, implying the building, isn't it, Bob? Absolutely. And then uh, finally in John, also the building, this building that's been prophesied is alluded to again. Chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make an abode with him. Well, we'll have a chance to talk in a few minutes, Bob, but right now let's join Witness Lee for the first portion of his fellowship today. God's economy has been unveiled through the apostles already, but it got lost. So there's a need of the recovery. And God's economy is very much centered on one thing. That is God's unique work through all the ages to work himself into his chosen people, making himself really one with his chosen people in his divinity and in our humanity. To do this Firstly, he comes into us. This is according our side, but according his side, much more has been done. Firstly, as the very God, he became a man. Then he lived on this earth. Then he died. After finishing all these processes in his resurrection, and ascension, he becomes the consummated life-giving spirit, ready to enter into us. 
And because the first half is that God does come into us to regenerate our spirit. From here, he is working on and on and on. Not just to put himself in us, not just to increase himself in us, but to build himself into us. This word build or building is very striking, unique word that the Bible picks up concerning God's work in us. Paul says he prayed to the Father that the Father would grant us to be strengthened through his spirit into our inner man that Christ may make his home. What is to make his home? Building. And such a thought is also carried out in John chapter 14. He who loves me, my father and I will go to him to make an abode with him. Not just to enter in, not just to stay, but to make an abode. Bob, this is one of those instances where I think to find ourselves in one of the more modern translations of the Bible may actually do us a disservice because this word from the original, we don't use this word abode very often in English anymore, but it's a powerful word, isn't it? Especially when we compare it here in in John 14, 23 to the Lord's word in uh, Ephesians 3 that he comes to make his home in our heart. Yes, that's right, Chris. Actually, we can derive a lot from the Greek word, especially in Ephesians 3. This word, the recovery version, translates make his home. It really is a variation of the word house, to house himself. And it even includes a prefix that means down. Wow. So that means the Lord is housing himself down in our being. He's making a home there. Yeah. In other words, he's building himself an abode within us, which means he's building himself into us because we are his abode. And while he builds himself into us, making us his abode, then he automatically builds us into him, making him our abode. So this is a mutual abode, which was referred to by the Lord in John fourteen twenty three, The Father and the Son, of course, with the Spirit, yeah. will come to make an abode with us. That means that abode is mutual. Right. God takes us as his abode, builds himself into us, and makes himself our abode by building us into himself. This is a mingling, what we refer to as mingling in the scriptures, but it is the process where God builds a mutual dwelling place for himself and all his believers. Bob, as we open the program again, reading uh, the Lord's prophecy to David through Nathan regarding his desire to build something in David, it's linked there with this matter of the seed. Uh, We saw the seed in God's promise to Abraham. And Paul interprets the seed for us in Galatians as Christ. It's related to this building, a seed which is organic and a building which seems to be uh, inanimate, very closely related, aren't they? Very closely. All right, let's look at the passage I think we uh, have all read before in Matthew concerning the seed. 
when the Lord Jesus, speaking to his disciples, said, Behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the way, and the birds came and devoured them, and others fell on the rocky places, where they did not have much earth, and immediately they sprang up, because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, because they had no root, they withered. And others fell on the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them. But others fell on the good earth, and yielded fruit, one a hundredfold, one sixtyfold, and one thirtyfold. The seed is thriving in some soil. Let's uh, listen to Witness Lee develop this thought for us a bit in this coming portion. Matthew 13 tells us only one kind of soil is a good soil. That is the soil that affords more nutrients to the divine seed. So, John 14, 23 says, when the triune God comes to us to make his abode with us, that implies this building has very much to do with what we are. God's building himself is not just with himself. God building himself into us to be the building is with God himself as an element and also with us as something. This is why we need to be strengthened into our inner man. When we stay, remain in our soul, in our natural man, there would be no nutrients. You see, when we would be strengthened into our inner man, that means just exercising our spirit paying attention only to our spirit, then new chance will be here. Then Christ can make his own. Even here in Ephesians 3, it is indicated something from us is needed. Otherwise, Paul would need to pray for us that God may grant you through the spirit that is God's essence. The Spirit actually is the consummation of the triune God. That's himself. God strengthens us with himself as the element. So Christ with this element plus our kind of affording that Newton's could carry out his intrinsic building in our entire being. The Bible is very consistent. So when the Bible gets to the end, what comes out? The New Jerusalem is the conclusion of the divine revelation from the 66 books. The conclusion of the divine revelation is just a building. Bob, he finished here by opening up a big topic, this matter of the New Jerusalem. How about we hold that till our final segment today? We get a chance to talk about that. I want to come back to this portion related to the seed again to see this consistency and how this development really reinforces the thought we've been talking about today and God's desire to build himself into us as his and our ultimate abode. Yes, Chris, this is a marvelous matter. The Lord did give this very mysterious parable in Matthew 13. He told his disciples that he would sow a seed. He was a sower. Yeah. Sowing the seed. And the seed, of course, is the word that contains Christ himself as the life element. So actually, the way Christ builds the church as God's 
and our abode is to sow himself as the seed of the divine life into our inner being and then to grow there in our heart. He sows himself into our spirit, but he grows in our heart. And we know our heart is mainly our mind, emotion, and our will. And we also know that for any seed to grow, the seed is the motivating working element, but it needs something from the soil, doesn't it? Right. When a seed grows, the plant that results from that growth is not just the seed. It's the seed plus the soil. Yeah. So for Christ as the seed to grow in us, it needs not only something from him, but also something from us. And Brother Lee referred to Paul's prayer that God would strengthen us, the Father would strengthen us with power through his Spirit into our inner man, that Christ may make his home. So this shows that when we are in our spirit, when we're strengthened, our whole being is strengthened into our regenerated spirit, then we can afford this seed the needed nutrients so that it can grow. And this growing of the seed is synonymous with Christ making his home in our heart. He takes up his residence in our inner being. And this is building. So actually, the way he builds himself into us is by sowing himself into us as a seed and then growing in us and, I would say, with us as we supply him the nutrients from our very being to mingle with him. This is a mysterious matter, but it's here in the Word, and this is the very basic aspect of the building. So David's fundamental problem, having the desire but not having the material with which to build something for God that God could receive, accept, and ultimately dwell in, is solved by seeing this connection with the seed being planted and then growing up and developing. What's growing in there is the material that is suitable for the building. Absolutely. It's God's divine life in Christ uh, through the Spirit being wrought into us. And the implications are so tremendous. I'd like to read just a couple of verses from Ephesians, again now chapter 1. And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the operation of the might of his strength, which he caused to operate in Christ, in raising him from the dead, and seating him at his right hand in the heavenlies? Bob, that means the same power that raised Christ from the dead is now operating in us. Marvelous. <laughs> Marvelous is right. All right, let's go back to Witness Lee for our final portion. To serve the Lord, yes, we have to save sinners, we have to feed the saints, we have to perfect them, we have to uh, raise them up. That's right. But if you do not know and you do not understand to work is to just minister God. What can God? The building God. What can God? The building of God. It's not only building God, but also the build of God. If you don't know this, all your work will be wooden hay and stubble, not gold, silver, and precious stones. So, if you see this, you will stop all kinds of your activities. You will think, what? My work is just wood, hay, and stubble. I save a lot of persons, yet not much God wrought into them reconsider about the work. Yes, you have done much, but reconsider how much Christ has been brought into the people you have brought to God. 
if we would be sincere and genuine, we have to drop our head. Oh, what a shame. I brought a thousand people to God. How many has really God wrought into them? Just practice one thing. To get people saved, to minister Christ into them, even more minister, the process trying God, building and build that into their inner man. This is what we should do today. In feeding the believers, in perfecting the saints, in prophesying whatever we do, this must be the very intrinsic element of our work. And this must be our goal. Remember, God the processed, consummated, triune God, embodied in Christ, and realized as the consummated spirit, this God whom we worship, whom we preach, whom we minister to others, is today building himself into his chosen people with something from there redeemed, uplifted humanity to have a house. And this house is the church, is the body of Christ. And this house is the enlarged, expanded Christ. Bob, this is uh, at the same time high and deep and mysterious. But I think we've all uh, seen at least a glimpse and it must have a life-changing consequence mustn't it? Yes, we have to realize that the only material that is suitable for the building up of God's dwelling place is Christ. We cannot build God's dwelling place with anything out of our natural humanity. This is simply not the proper material. The material that is qualified is gold, silver, and precious stones, as Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians. This is just a triune God himself. Yeah. So this triune God must be wrought into our being. He must be constituted into us to make us one with him, to make us, in a sense, him, the same as he is in life and nature. Then we are qualified to join the Lord in doing the building work because we have the materials for the building that have been wrought into our being. Then when we minister to others, what is ministered to them is Christ, the very Christ who has been built into us, we build into others, or we minister to others so that he can be built into them. You see, David was short of Christ. He had no way to build God a dwelling place because he did not have Christ wrought into him. And if we do not have Christ wrought into us, we're the same as David. Right. We have no way to help to build God's dwelling place. So the main thing, if we want to be the builders, we must have Christ wrought into us. If we want to be the building, we must have Christ right. wrought into us. This is the bottom line, so to speak, or the main point that we need this wonderful Christ as the embodiment of the triune God to build himself into our being. This word uh, to David, actually the vision of it was there in the Old Testament, but God took a faithful servant, Nathan, to bring this revelation to help David in his time, in his age. How thankful are we, Bob, here on the last program of this life study that God had a faithful, at least one, 
probably many more, but surely the one that uh, we have been blessed to be presenting to the listeners for all these years now, one who would bring this faithful word uh, to benefit us as well. We should give the Lord our eternal praise for this. I'm sure David is thankful to the Lord for Nathan. (laughs) Without exalting these ones, we do acknowledge how the Lord has used them. All right, well, that is it for this life study of Samuel for Bob Danker and Chris Wilde. God's economy is centered on one thing, God's unique work, God's unique work in the universe and throughout all the ages and generations is to work himself in Christ into his chosen people, making himself one with them. In order to work himself into us, God became a man and lived a human life on earth. Then he passed through death and entered into resurrection and ascension, becoming the consummated life-giving spirit ready to come into us. When he came in, he regenerated our spirit. Now he is working to increase himself in us and build himself into us. From next week until the new year, we will be covering 11 programs from the life study of the book of James. Remember, we're happy to hear from you and answer any questions you may have. We have copies of the recovery version of the New Testament with its accompanying footnotes available, and these are free. We'd love to send you a copy. You can call us on Hamilton 853-2620 or email us at lifestudyprogram at gmail.com. If you'd rather, you can order a free copy from Bibles for New Zealand at bfnz.org.nz. They also have a phone number, 0800 40 40 80. Join me again next week at the same time, 2.30pm, when we will have the next Life Study series in the book of James, a book on practical Christian perfection. Before our closing hymn, which is, Father to us thy mercy thou hast shown, from the CD, All the Building of the Body. Between November the 30th and December 3rd, 2022, Bibles for New Zealand will be having a stand at the New Zealand Field Days, Mystery Creek, Hamilton. We'll be at Site 162 in the Rural Living Marquee and we'll be offering free copies of the recovery version of the New Testament with its thousands of study footnotes, along with a number of free books and other reading materials. We invite you to pop in and meet us and receive your free copy.
You're listening to Free FM 89.0, a great station supported by New Zealand On Air. We hope you've enjoyed today's life study program and thank you for joining us. For more us. episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This Free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.